Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Cardano podcast. I'm Ryan Morrison, your host. And today I have for you a very interesting uh, interview I did with uh, Sebastian. He's the co-VP of engineering uh, and Cardano project manager at Emorgo. Emorgo, if you don't know, is the entity behind the Yodoi wallet. So where we had a very interesting conversation where we talked about his involvement at, at the beginning and how did he discover Cardano, how he got involved in, in the whole project and, and the reason uh, behind what he was doing before. So more on a personal level. And then we also discussed what they are doing and what the plans are for uh, one Yoroi, but also what else are they working on? So they're working on, on a stable coin and they're also working on kind of on a DAP connector. So we dis we talked about that in, in depth. And, and so you'll hear all that in the interview. But before we start, please remember that you can support this this podcast, this Cardano podcast by one, voting or giving us a kudos on on our Fan4 Catalyst proposal. So you can just go to the, in Fan4, just go for the, the campaign Catalyst value onboarding and then just look for Cardano podcast. So that way, we'll be able to continue with this series of interviews of the, with people that add value to the the cardano ecosystem and also specifically also about the teams behind all these projects that are happening in in catalyst so you get to see also the explanation of the team not only read the the proposal and, and the other way to to help also the support the, in this channel is to delegate your ADA to uh, our stake pool. So you can look on, on ADA pools for uh, the, the ticker quant. It's called quant pool. So Q-U-A-N-T. So that's it. And then we'll start now with the conversation I had with Sebastian from the morgue. Hi everyone. And as promised, I'm here with uh, Sebastian. Um, hi Sebastian. Welcome to uh, the Cardano podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thank you for, for taking the time to uh, discuss. Uh, we'll discuss in this uh, interview um, many things uh, related to Remorgo, to Yoro, and uh, other things that you guys are working on. Um, for the ones that don't know, uh, Sebastian is the co-VP uh, of Engineering and Cardano Project Manager at uh, Emorgo. Um, yep. You grew up in uh, in uh, Canada, if I if I know if I understood that well yeah, enough. Yeah, I was, I was born in Manitoba and then grew up in West Coast in Victoria, just near Vancouver. Cool. And then and you worked also as a software developer at uh, Microsoft there. Yeah. Yeah, I did three internships. And then when I graduated, I went to go work there and then eventually left to join Emergo. Perfect. And maybe we can discuss that uh, that uh, um, transition that uh, what was uh, you were um, in, in Canada in, at Microsoft and what was that uh, tickle uh, or what's something that you found about the uh, um, blockchain about um, um, and you got interested in that and that's why you started looking into that you came across to Emurgo? Yeah, I, I can add some more information. So when I was working in the States, I was working in Bellevue, which is near Seattle. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had left Canada at that point. And, you know, I, I studied computer science and, and math in, in university. And so I wanted to do something related to natural language processing. That was my interest at the time. And so university, I spent some of my spare time studying this. And then my graduation research paper was on this topic where I was doing an analysis of newspaper articles to figure out biases 
And, and so I was really interested in this topic. And part of that was also because uh, as a kind of for fun way to spend time, I was also studying Japanese as a language. Um, so I was kind of interested in, in, in languages. I, I knew French, uh, which is my first language, English. And then I wanted to kind of learn it through when I picked up Japanese. And so there's a whole history behind uh, me and languages and natural language processing. And so when I joined Microsoft, I joined Bing, which is the search engine by Microsoft. And so I was working on kind of the engineering side, trying to implement and make faster the natural language processing models that the rich researchers were working on. And while all this was happening, I was interested in blockchain as a side interest. And so every now and then I, I would check up on blockchain and see how has the situation evolved over time. So I'll see there's a lot going on and there's a lot of research to be done even today. And so every year the technology just keeps getting better. And, you know, every time I looked at blockchain, I was like, well, it's, it's, it's not quite there yet. There's some stuff you can do, you know, you can own Bitcoin, you can send Bitcoin people, but I was not super interested in just, um, this kind of transaction, obviously it has a lot of uses, um, but for me, it didn't feel like super compelling for somebody who lives in, you know, in North America. And so when Ethereum came out, I was like, oh man, this is, you know, pretty interesting. You know, there's a lot of use cases that, you know, gets enabled by this smart contract functionality. And so I spent a lot of time kind of on the side looking into Ethereum and smart contracts in Ethereum and how it all works and the technical design of Ethereum. And I was not super happy with the technical design. Obviously from a philosophical point of view, I, I, I thought it made a lot of sense, um, but the developer experience was kind of uh, messy at the time. Uh, I've heard that now it's better, but you know these things take, take a lot of time to figure out, but a lot of it was inherent to the way things work. You're working with this weird EBM language, which has kind of a nonsensical structure, it's very error prone. And whenever you have an issue, you have to go down to the EVM bytecode, uh, which works in ways that that are, are extremely tricky, and you know you have to really dig into it to figure out um, how not to shoot yourself in the foot. And so I, I was not super happy um, with that. I figure well, I'll I'll see what happens and and see what evolves. But in the meantime, let's let's check out what other projects exist. And so I was looking through you know other crypto projects, and I found Cardano, and Cardano. Um, wanted to solve all the problems I saw with Ethereum kind of taking next step. And that's why in a sense, the, the marketing was third gen cryptocurrencies to try and, and solve a lot of problems that exist with the second generation, which is Ethereum. And so I, I looked into it some more. And the thing that really fascinated me was the kind of research approach to it. Mm -hmm. uh, for Ethereum is obviously an engineering project, lots of engineering going on, but um, kind of weak on the research side. You know, Vitalik, who was one of the founders of Ethereum, has this blog where he has a lot of kind of in-depth articles explaining technical concepts, um, but it's, it's not as much of an academic rigor as I would have liked. And because I had done a lot of um, you know reading of research papers from my background with NLP, I really resonated in that part with Cardano. And so that's kind of what got me interested in Cardano. And the more I got into it, the more I was like, I want to spend more time. There's so much going on this project and I can't, you know, easily balance this with the work I was also doing at Microsoft. And uh, since I knew Japanese and Merck was a Japanese company, um, they were at the time trying to build up an engineering team and they knew me from being involved in the community. And so from my uh, background, both from a, you know, engineering point of view, somebody who did, you know, I wouldn't say I did research, but, you know, 
with somebody who's willing to, to dig into the research and also uh, the fact that I spoke Japanese kind of made me a good fit for Emergo. And so that's when I decided to uh, leave Microsoft and join Emergo and that's kind of the history. Cool. Well, then you had to move to, to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in Tokyo for a while, then I moved to Kyoto to be kind of, um, I wouldn't call it the countryside, but you know, Tokyo is a huge city. And I want to kind of get away from that. And so I lived in Kyoto for a while and then came back to Tokyo only fairly recently. Cool. Very interesting uh, uh, background. Uh, the, um, so I guess like maybe um, for now that you mentioned uh, Emurgo, I know that a lot of the um, listeners of the podcast uh, um, know um, the Cardano Foundation, uh, IOHG uh, as well. Um, perhaps a lot of them don't know much about uh, Emurgo and, and what is the role of Emurgo in the uh, in the Cardano ecosystem. Um, I think we yeah, have who better than the Cardano project manager Emurgo <laughs> to to ask this question too. So, what what is the um, uh, the involvement of uh, Emurgo in the Cardano project? Yeah. So when Cardano was, was kind of conceived as a project, we wanted three entities. And so that's why there's three to start. So IOG, previously called IOHK, was in charge of kind of the core engineering of the protocol. The Cardano Foundation was kind of in charge of community management, legal side, regulation, lobbying, all this kind of stuff. We needed a, a company that helps build the ecosystem around the core product. If IOG is the core product, who's in charge of building the ecosystem? Obviously, we can say, oh, we'll just let the community figure it out. Um, but that's not a good way to bootstrap the ecosystem, right? You need somebody to be there from the start to help build the tooling and the experience and to help uh, grow the ecosystem to the point where it can self-sustain itself. And so that's kind of the image that we had for Emergo. Now, the thing about Cardano is, as you know, it's a kind of research first project. And so we've come a long way in, in the engineering, but at the start a few years ago, we obviously didn't have Shell yet. We didn't have these smart contract test nets yet. So it's a very limited amount of stuff we do at, at Emergo. And so part of the reason I was brought on board was because we wanted to figure out as a company, what can we do at the time? And at the time we looked at, you know, what was available. And at the time there was no light wallet for Cardano. And IHK was kind of looking into a light wallet support. And they came to us and said, would, would Emergo like to work on a light wallet? I think it'll fit well with a growing ecosystem because they're looking for a project. And so that's how we ended up picking up Yudoi, which is the light wallet made by Mergo. And it's available for both browsers and mobile devices. And that's been kind of our, our primary focus um, for the past while. But obviously this is not the extent of, of our involvement in the ecosystem. We want to grow beyond just the wallet. And so we've recently been trying to focus on two main things. One is I'm getting experience making smart contracts and deploying smart contracts. And the other is trying to grow Yeroi to be able to connect well with smart contracts. So I'll see Yeroi is a wallet. And so it handles, you know, sending, receiving uh, ADA, but it hasn't historically had a functionality for connecting with dApps or a real user experience for that. And so we need to add this functionality. And so for the smart contract side, because smart contracts are not yet available for on Cardano, we wanted to get the experience um, kind of early. That way, as soon as smart contracts are ready on Cardano, we can start releasing stuff right away. And we thought the best way to do that was another blockchain called Ergo, which is a blockchain that also uses a UTXO style smart contract system, which is kind of similar to Cardano, which lets us test 
um, ideas and, and design patterns and help us build the experience and build a team um, in such a way that when Cardano comes out, we already have experience and products mm-hmm. to kind of ship. I wouldn't say that's on day one, so it takes some time to pour stuff over, um, but we'll definitely a huge heads up. And at the same time, the ability to connect um, Yodoi to dApps is something that we can start working on now because we can start connecting. Now that we, we've already uh, built dApps for Ergo, we built a Oracle system and we built a stable coin. Now we're able to take these protocols and connect them to Yodoi. And so we've been working on a Yodoi connector, which allows you to connect Ergo dApps to your Yodoi wallet. And we're hoping to have the developer preview release for that this week. And we'll have a public release um, sooner than later if, if no issues are found. And the benefit for this is because once we have this DAP connector, uh, we don't need to wait for smart contracts on Cardano to release a DAP connector. We can release it you know, as soon as we have it ready. So as soon as we're done the Ergo functionality, we'll move on to work on the Cardano functionality for the DAP connector. And the Cardano DAP connector will not be able to do smart contracts quite yet, but it will be able to do stuff like transaction metadata, handling of um, multi-assets, handling delegating to stake pools and managing staking keys. And I think just these three use cases um, already provide enough value to the functionality and the community in Cardano has grown that to the point where there's a lot of people interested in this. So I think our goal at Merkle is to be able to provide the tooling and say, here's the tooling. We have Yodoi, which is product we've already grown to you know, over 100,000 users. We have the libraries. Merkle wrote a JavaScript SDK through WebAssembly for mm-hmm. browsers. So we have the wallet done for you. We have the SDK done for you. And now we'll have, so have the DAP connector for you. And so we have this community of people excited about Cardano, wanting to do something about Cardano. And it's Mergo, I think we're super close to be able to provide kind of the three core building blocks people need to take that and you know, start building these you know, amazing experiences. Great. Uh, um, yeah, I think like uh, the all of the, the use cases that you mentioned are like very needed uh, uh, now that Cardano is uh, it's growing more, of course, with, with um, Catalyst also, we can talk a bit about uh, and that. That also encourages uh, 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 the um, building of uh, new dApps as well. So they could benefit a lot from uh, like the stuff like the connector that you were just mentioned. So for people that to understand this, it's it would would it be some kind of like um, MetaMask, but for um, the the Cardano ecosystem? Yeah, yeah, it's similar in functionality in the sense that it runs as a browser extension. The main difference we have with MetaMask is that in our situation, we have two different extensions. So we have Yodoi as a standalone wallet and then a DAP connector that you can download as a separate extension. We thought this made the most sense because one of the benefits we have with Yodoi is that it's kind of like a locked box. Nobody can get inside it. You know your wallet's mm-hmm. safe. It's no external websites can access your wallet. Your wallet can access external websites and you're kind of safe in this sandbox environment. And by having a DAP connector, you're basically adding a hole to the sandbox, right? We're now selling your wallet can connect with websites and pass information both directions. And not everybody wants this, right? Definitely some people want to target access uh, for certain websites. Like if maybe if you go on, you know, Google, if ever Google supports smart contracts, you go on Google and say, okay, I'm, I'm okay with whitelisting Google and giving them specific access or something. Um, but people don't want you know, every website to know their, mm. the state of their wallets. And so we figured the best way to provide this user security is to have Yodoi by default be completely locked 
and nothing gets in, nothing gets out. And then if you want to opt into smart contracts, then you can download this extra extension. And all this extra extension does is communicate through a bridge and you have, you know, Yoroi bridge website and everything communicates with the bridge as kind of the trusted connection point. So that's kind of the design, which is slightly different right. from MetaMask where people have a lot of concerns about MetaMask popping up. And if you look at the MetaMask code, they have like a hard-coded list of websites not to inject MetaMask code on like anything that ends with .gov. And I think like this oh. is not a great solution, right? No. Uh, we'd rather have things locked down by default. So that's the main difference. Great, yeah, great, uh, got it. Um, a question that I, I saw a lot of um, people asking on, on Reddit when it comes to Yoro uh, is um, what does it mean that it's a, um, a, a light wallet compared to, uh, to Daedalus? Yeah, so Daedalus is what is often called a full node. Um, so what a full node means is that you sync the full history of the Cardano blockchain. And I don't remember the size of the Cardano blockchain now, but I think it's a few hundred megabytes, right? which is not much for a standard computer. It's, it's not that big of a deal. But for you know, a mobile device where storage may not be as accessible, it's not great. And then if you have a slower computer or an older computer, the speed of downloading the whole blockchain may not be fast enough for your needs. Like especially if you want to send so many ADA, you don't want to wait to synchronize the blockchain in a few minutes uh, to send the funds. You'd rather to, to send them right away. And so uh, the design of a light wallet is instead of having the full node run on your computer, have the full node run on a different computer and then your wallet just queries the state of the blockchain. So instead of having to store everything on your computer and have it be ready, you say, okay, I just need this thing and this thing and this thing and tell me this little bit of information. And because of that, it only runs um, very lightweight. You'll need a few megabytes of storage to run it. Uh, but obviously there is a, a trade-off with it in the sense that um, to get this information, you have to trust that Emergo stores a copy of the Cardano blockchain. Uh, if you have a hardware wallet, then you're much safer because the entire point of hardware wallets is that um, even if the application um, gets compromised, you're still safe. And so if you don't like the trade-offs of a light wallet, uh, it's just buy a hardware wallet and then you're safe no matter what happens. Um, but there's you know, some trade-offs with this. But you know, people have a certain amount of trust in, in Emergo obviously because we, we helped start the project. And you know, a lot of times when you look at user experience, it's not just the blockchain, but everything in general, there's a certain uh, trade-off between usability and safety. Mm -hmm. And we want to offer the full spectrum. So we have Daedalus, which is obviously a very um, good wallet. It's a full wallet. Obviously it had a rough start for people who have been around for a long time. Um, but in the past year or two, um, I think it's really come a long way. It's, it's very usable. And so people who want to use that, uh, use that they have a, a very solid option. But we also want to have an option for people who um, prefer the usability and have stuff, you know, accessible from their phone on the go or accessible from their browser without having to sync. And that's kind of the use case that Udoi provides. Got it. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's clear. Um, some a lot of uh, the questions that I, I've seen also on on yeah, social media about that. Uh, um, Emurgo is also, what you guys are, are looking uh, into the, the future? What's the, the roadmap? Um, yeah, I don't think it makes much sense to talk about the, the next five or three years is in, in this uh, <laughs> um, industry. It's kind of uh, uh, 
nonsense to talk about so far away because yeah. things change so quickly. Um, but maybe it's just like more than a, just uh, maybe you can tell us a bit of what, what is your focus for the coming uh, uh, quarters and what do you guys want to uh, get done? Maybe you already mentioned a, a few of those things uh, like the, this, the, the connector or the stable coin, but maybe there's also yeah. other things that you would like to share. Yeah, so focusing on dApps is kind of our number one functionality right now. So obviously, since we've launched the Oracle and the stablecoin, we're now looking into starting a third project. So we're internally looking into a third project. We haven't announced anything yet, but we are working on this. And then on the connector side, as I mentioned, we're finishing up Ergo support and they will have Cardano support. And I'm sure uh, based off that, people will have suggestions on the user experience and we'll make a lot of tweaks to that. You know, the first version of product is never the last version of the product. And uh, so that'll definitely take time. And we're also looking a lot into Catalyst. So we've already made a Catalyst proposal already as a company at Emergo. So back during fund two, the second round of Catalyst, we've made a proposal for message sending specification for Catalyst and we got that passed and we've been working on implementing that. And we're very much interested in making uh, more treasury proposals in the future. There's two kinds of treasury proposals that uh, we're kind of looking at. One of them is obviously the Cardano 2025 um, proposal, which you might have heard about. Charles has talked about it in the past where um, we want to have a Cardano 2025 roadmap. For the first version of Cardano, we had a five-year roadmap. Now he wants to have a second uh, five-year roadmap. And in the second five-year roadmap, it's not just you know IOG, CF, and Ergo. We're trying to get as many companies and people involved as possible. And so we're, we're definitely talking with IOG about you know this roadmap and what we can do within the scope of this roadmap. And we'll have more announcements on that in the future. Uh, we're also looking into working on treasury proposals with people in the community or other companies. So oftentimes people uh, want to do something on Cardano. They want to build something on Cardano, uh, but they lack two things. One, they lack the money, but also they may relax some knowledge. And we think at Emergo, we're well positioned to give them knowledge because a lot of times the tools they need, we built them. And so we're, we're, looking for companies who want to do joint treasury proposals where the company would do the treasury proposals, they build the core product, and then we help advise. So we've already talked with a few different companies. I think one of them may already have made their proposal. I, I don't remember. And uh, we're kind of looking into this, but obviously this is something a bit tricky because Catalyst, as you may know, is just getting started. So the process is not um, super ironed out. And also, the amount of money that's available for Catalyst, although it grows every round, we purposely started Catalyst small. That way, if there's any you know issue that gets found, there's only a small amount of money at stake, so it's not a big deal. And every fund in Catalyst keeps growing and growing. So I think fund four is the one million round yeah, total. That's right. Or maybe it was that yeah. And fund so four. and that will keep increasing. And so as as the fund increases, uh, it becomes more more possible to have companies uh, make serious proposals. And as that happens, and we have a clear path to have everybody vote and everybody get involved, um, then I think it'll make a lot of sense for companies to uh, reach out to Emergo and for us to make joint proposals together. Because I think this helps not only the Cardano ecosystem uh, from a you know product point of view, but also helps grow the Cardano ecosystem to be more decentralized. Because you know, obviously, Emergo could make proposals for us to build something, and that's great because obviously the community gets something. That's something we'll keep looking into. But it's even better is if we can make a proposal that brings somebody new into the ecosystem and we help grow um, their product 
and their idea. And then, you know, hopefully they become a kind of stable component of the cardenic ecosystem. And that's the ultimate goal, right? We don't want to just be a Mergo. We want to help get people involved and, and build projects together. Perfect. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Uh, it's an interesting model as well. Also for companies, they, they get uh, to um, take advantage of all the, the knowledge that you guys have also and, and we're going to have built during this uh, years. Um, now that we're talking about uh, our knowledge and, and now we're about to um, in the last part of the, the interview, um, talking about knowledge, uh, where can people uh, learn more about I know that there's a lot of um, questions on where should I start? Uh, if I, What's the best uh, thing? And I, probably it's two different uh, routes. So one is more the technical and the other ones that are, are not uh, technical. Um, maybe we can talk about the on, on the technical side of things. Um, um, what do you think makes sense for um, developers that are listening uh, to the, this uh, podcast that maybe are familiar already with Solidity, maybe not even with Solidity? Where, where would you think would be the, uh, the best way to, to begin for yourself? Yeah, I think if you want to learn kind of the smart contract side of Cardano, there are definitely resources out there. But the thing about Cardano is it's, it's quickly evolving. We have so many people involved in the Cardano project and so much is happening uh, that the documentation often changes. And so if you want to look into smart contracts, uh, there may be some interesting stuff in the existing, sorry, in the existing test tents we have, in the existing playgrounds we have, in the existing documentation we have. There's a lot of material out there. Um, but it's, you're, you're kind of entering into a difficult mode because uh, things change as we, as we improve stuff, preparation for the release. What I think a lot of people have uh, more success doing is going the Catalyst route. So we've seen a lot of people start companies through um, Catalyst and start working on building an idea. And then they submit their idea on the Catalyst Discord group or post it in Telegram. And they get feedback on their idea and they refine uh, what would be accepted by the, the Cardano community as a proposal. And if you ask questions in the you know, developer Telegram or in the developer uh, subreddit or in the Catalyst Discord group, there's a lot of kind of technical people there that can answer your questions to help iron out the details. And I think this has uh, shown to be a much more successful route for people who want to get involved right away. Obviously, if, if you're looking more into the long term, and you want to build smart contracts on Cardano, you want to learn these steps ahead of time, then definitely I suggest looking into UTXO-based smart contracts. And although Plutus is still evolving as we make the final uh, touches, there's other um, UTXO-based smart contract programming languages out there. Like for example, ErgoScript for Ergo, uh, Bitcoin, their scripting language is also UTXO-based and there's a few other blockchains that use this. And so you, you can look into this and get an idea of logically how it makes sense because it's very different from Ethereum. And so you have to kind of change the way your mind works to, to get that knowledge. And so that might be a good thing to look into. If you're not a technical person and you just want to learn more about Cardano, it's, it's, it's difficult because of, of how much is going on. And Charles does probably the best job of, of summarizing the um, vision of the project, the upcoming projects um, that the companies are working on. And so subscribing to Charles on YouTube and following his AMAs, I think right now is, is the fastest way to keep really up to date, especially for people who are kind of more the trader type 
who wants, you know, to get a summary of overview of what's going on. I think Charles and his um, AMAs is probably the best thing we have to get the kind of most up-to-date, but we have a very large community. If you go on basically any social platform, there's a Cardano community there. And there's a lot of nice people that are more than happy to answer questions. So um, that's my other suggestion. Yeah, that's a very good uh, point. So then if you just want to learn, uh, just go through yourself and that in the community and just start asking questions. Uh, that's that's uh, the best way to, to do it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I think it uh, has been a very insightful uh, interview and I'd like to thank you very much, uh, Sebastian, for, for your time. Uh, we learned a lot about what you guys are doing at Emurgo and, 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 and what are the, the plans also for, for the next uh, months and, uh, and quarters. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. And um, yeah, it would be great also in the in the future to have a, a follow up where once uh, maybe uh, after uh, um, uh, Alonso's uh, hard fork, or maybe in the second semester of the year as well, when things are already uh, uh, running from a, a smart contracts uh, um, perspective, uh, and and we have also some uh, uh, more. DAPs uh, developed also in the future, maybe it also would be interesting to, to have a, a follow-up conversation. Yeah, for sure. I, I love talking to the community. Um, we have a lot of stuff we're doing at Emergo, and sometimes some of it is, is technical or, you know, not, not as clear to the community about how it's going to be rolled out. And so part of my job is to make sure we, we clear that and people have a good sense of what we're working on a company and where we're going. So I love coming on these podcasts and and getting the conversation started. Great. Yeah, also really enjoyed it. Um, well, and thank you, everyone, also that, that is uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be um, soon with more uh, interviews, uh, also interviewing uh, the teams behind the, the different proposals on, on Project Catalyst, so you can uh, hear uh, what they have to say uh, as well about the specific uh, projects. And uh, that's it. Uh, thank you, Sebastian, and thanks, uh, everyone. I'll see you in the next uh, episode. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.